Yo, 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 you already know what time it is. Welcome back to another episode of Thinker vs. Speaker, where I'm Marissa the Thinker, sit down with one guest every week, Fridays at 11, and we talk about all things life. It's real people having real conversations here. It's no telling what we're going to talk about, but you know, gear up, prepare yourself. First and foremost, I want to start by saying, I am not a professional at any of this stuff. I'm just a person with opinions, okay? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just a person with opinions. So, like, when you, when you listen to Thinker versus Speaker, like, we are here to create a dialogue. You know what I'm saying? Like, use your own discernment. If it's stuff, You know what I'm saying? If it's stuff that makes sense to you, sure, take it, use it, run with it. But, like, if it don't resonate with you, don't take it. Don't run with it. Think about it. You know what I'm saying? Use your brain. We ain't here to tell you how to live your life. We just here to make you think whether you agree disagree whatever and when I say we I mean me I don't speak for K I speak for me (laughs) but like you know what I'm saying I'm just here to make you think so like you know what I'm saying keep that in mind and also if you're easily triggered do what you need to do this might not necessarily be the place for you though but if you're here to stay, make sure you like, comment, share, subscribe. You know what I'm saying? If you get to the end and you like what you hear, 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 you know, let us know. If it's other things that you want to hear us talk about, definitely let us know. You know what I'm saying? If you have a, a opposing opinion, like, let us know. Again, like I said, this is about creating dialogue making things comfortable for people to talk about so we definitely want to have those interactions and you know let us know about your experiences and you know on that note we gonna get into it so if y'all have been keeping up y'all already know this is the first episode in a whole new chapter thinking versus speaker (laughs) just saying we're doing a series now and the series is going to be on family and addictions and to introduce this i have my very special friend my spirit guy you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying you know what i'm saying i'm not gonna call your other nickname on here but my very special friend you know what i'm saying we got Kay back in the building how are you i am good i'm glad to be back i'm glad to be able to like talk with you on this topic and I as you mentioned like I'm not coming from a professional space either I will be speaking solely from my own personal experience I am not bringing the therapist K with me today (laughs) (laughs) okay cool because like even people with titles are human okay okay can we start there (laughs) okay like everybody is human people be like oh you this you're supposed to live like this that Ma'am, I, I have experiences in my life that has nothing to do with this role that I play that God has brought me to, to play, you know. <laughs> but um, I think that it's helped, it's helped me become a better therapist and yeah. be a better therapist. But uh, listen, I, I, I got some shit with me too, okay? Can I be real? Yeah. <laughs> Can I be real? It's Absolutely. so funny to me. It's so funny to me that you a therapist. Because like, it's, it's like the teacher effect like mm-hmm. it's it's very much the teacher effect like when you see a teacher like outside of school and it's just like <laughs> so you so you so you eat groceries too huh like, <laughs> like you know what I'm saying like, like so you like movies and you eat popcorn and you eat like oh you like pizza yes I'm a whole human being it's like I'm a person with feelings like I've experienced things how do you think yeah. that I've I'm able to do this shit like yeah. you know 
Yeah, 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 yeah. She puts the glasses on and she turns into Clarisha Kent. And it's just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> you be like, damn, you a real life therapist. Fuck. Like, real you know life. Fuck. But, God brought me to it, so. Okay. But let's but get nah, into but, it. Yeah, okay. <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. So like I said, we, we're um going into something new. And I definitely, I want to spend this month talking about addictions and when I say addictions <sighs> hmm 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 how do we define how do we even define like what addiction is right like when you hear addiction what do you think like when, when you hear that word when I hear addiction the first thing I think about is just like drugs I feel like I, for so long and oftentimes you talk about drug addiction being like strong on drugs and like alcoholism, things of that mm-hmm. nature. I'm I'm not gonna hold you. Like when I hear addiction too, I also think about love addiction, addiction to like toxic environments, addiction Ooh. to like toxic partners, addiction to abuse. Um that when I hear addiction, I hear addiction Damn. and abuse in the same in the same sort of light. You done made me put my book down. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I'll, even I wasn't ready for that. Yeah, but it's it's so real, it's so real too. And like you know what I'm saying that you mentioned it. Like you know, I was fully prepared to be like, yes, you know, at one point in time, I definitely I I I I, I deal with an addiction to weed. Like I, you know what I'm saying, it's something mm-hmm. that I deal with, and I have to wrap my mind around it. But at the same time, I was also addicted to love as well. Yeah. Cause I'm like when I I wanted I thought I thought when we were gonna come and talk today I'm just like addiction to weed yes that that is very prevalent I think that is important because a lot of us don't see it as addiction because it's like it's such a social thing to do mm-hmm. and it's so popular and it doesn't really have like the effects of maybe like heroin or uh, crystal meth or like those harder harsher drugs mm-hmm. but it does it does do something to you. For some people, smoking weed does cause more anxiety. It does make you paranoid. It does have those um, psychiatrical effects, you know? And for some people, it, it doesn't. And it depends on strand, how much you're smoking, when you're smoking, and thoughts. It has, like, so many different components as to, like, the addiction and, like, how it impacts the body. But I'm like, we don't often talk about, like, addictions to, like, toxic relationship addictions to, like, toxic people and, like, how we allow these different people to just stay in our lives because we're addicted to to whatever they're bringing, even if it's not a lot, even if it's not mm. enough, even if yeah. it's not what we need. But we we know that it's there. It's consistent, like that consistent trauma, that consistent like abuse, and it's just like that's an addiction. Yeah. To keep yeah. going after it, to 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 relationship after relationship, cycle after cycle, to keep going I for the this. same thing. I need this to to thrive. To be okay. Yeah. 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 And that's how I see it too. Like an addiction is kind of like anything like where you like telling yourself, like, I need like it it almost like to me, like I see addiction as like the relationship that you have with a thing. Yeah. Or an action. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Cause it's just like if 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 it's to a point where you know what I'm saying and and I would get this way you know you know what I'm saying whether you want to admit it or not like uh because 
my addiction is like I said, like I'm addicted to things like food, mm-hmm. weed, mm-hmm. um, or like I should say, I deal with it because I'm changing my relationship with it. Yeah, but um, food, weed, you know what I'm saying? Sex when I feel like it. Mm. Um, you know what I'm saying? Like when I'm in a space, like I'm not, you know what I'm saying, the type of person that like sleeps around, not in that sense. But if I'm like in a relationship with somebody, it it it, it does feel like a need. Yeah. And like, you know what I'm saying? And also like love, like the feeling of like needing to give or receive love, like addicted to that as well. And yeah. like I see it as the relationship with it. If mm-hmm. it's anything that I feel like if I don't get this, I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. If I get this, if I don't get this, then I cannot function mm-hmm. or I'm angry or annoyed or just like, you know what I'm saying? I have a physical reaction because I can't have something that's changing my state of being. Mm-hmm. That's not okay to me. Yeah. Yeah that's not okay to me and like you know what I'm saying like what 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 are some things that you would consider yourself like addicted to I would say that in the past I was addicted to smoking weed um and for me like it was truly a coping mechanism like I'm having a long day I'm stressed out I'm gonna smoke my joint before I like it was at a point where like I could not leave the house without smoking the joint like I was smoking the joint waking bake eat my breakfast after I'm done eating breakfast smoke my joint work or do whatever I'm doing for two hours have my smoke break do something for another two hours mm-hmm. smoke like I just I was just I need it I'm just like I'm anxious I need I need whatever all these feelings that I'm feeling I need to suppress it so like weed was was that for me like it was able to like push all the things down and like kind of numb me and kind of allow me to just like be in on autopilot like I just wasn't like my physical being was there but I wasn't and the weed was helping me to just like make it make life seem a little bit feasible a little bit more enjoyable even though I was not enjoying it I was not having a good time it was just there so did you know you weren't having a good time I didn't at the time I didn't know I wasn't having a good time so let's be real I started smoking when I was 15 I was smoking and drinking when I was 15 but I wasn't doing it as heavily I didn't start smoking again so I turned 19 and that was off and on. But then once I got to grad school in St. Louis around 24, that's when, like, I picked up weed, like, where I was smoking every day, multiple Sorry. times a day, Monday through Sunday. <laughs> I mean, like, I feel like I played a role in that, but I have so <laughs> um, did not play a role in that. It's, it's, it's all good because I had a choice, you know? I could have said, no, I'm not going to smoke weed, just like when people offer offer me now if I want to smoke or if I want to drink and I, I can always say no no one's ever going to force me to do something that I don't want to do but I was making an active choice of doing it and I'm like in, in the moment it didn't seem like I wasn't having a good time I just knew that like those feelings that I didn't want to do it I they weren't they were I was suppressing them and like I wasn't dealing with that so it's like I was telling myself I was having a good time but looking back on it it's like I wasn't having a good time I was suppressing my emotions and all that like I was experiencing and, like, that was just a, a great way to, like, not be present, <laughs> to not deal with that shit. I'm like, I'm going to just go be in another world. I'm like, I'm going to drink, I'm going to smoke, and I'm like, I'm going to just be, I'm going to be party Venus. 
And that's yeah. who I was for a very long time. I was like part life of the party, chilling, drunk, that that like. But it it wasn't helping my situation because looking back on it, it just took me deeper and deeper into my shit that I had to like literally dig myself up out of that hole. Yeah. Yeah. And it and it's crazy too that you say that and the and the and the and the thing that's like flagging in my mind right now is trauma bonding, right? Because mm. like when I think about that time that you're talking about, mine was very similar. You know what I'm saying? Cause when I think about when we met, it's almost like you build communities in that world too. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? When that's what you do, because it was just like I had a routine, right? Mm-hmm. And it was very much like now I was living on my own in a sense like me and my brother was living together like we had like our parents house like our parents had left us the house or whatever mm-hmm. so like we living in a house you know what I'm saying we both work like full-time jobs or whatever and uh you know what I'm saying I got some money in my pocket you know whatever mm-hmm. like nice car I think I'm living life like right mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying I'm mm-hmm. living life like I'm I'm fucking with a high girl like you know what I'm saying like, <laughs> but at the same time like she like it ain't really you know what I want it to be and all of that kind of stuff and like I really feel a type of way about myself because I thought I was gonna be more but like I don't know all of that's going on in my head right all I know is that I'm here, I'm having a good motherfucking time, and I smoke weed. So, like, I'll wake up, smoke, go to work, hit my hit my homies up or whatever, hit my little cousin up, be like, hey, what you what you want tonight? Like, let's go smoke. Da-da-da-da-da. So now me and him smoking, we matching, we matching, call up my other cousin, call up, you know, you know, my other homie back then, and it's just like, all right, now we all smoke until like two, three, four o'clock in the morning. You'll come over, you know what I'm saying? Like, you'll come over, we smoking, you know what I'm saying? It's a community. So, like, now you built the community, and it's like, you're not thinking about it. All we thinking about is just like, yo, like these friendships, yo, these connections or whatever. Mm-hmm. But like, none of us are on shit. Yeah. Well, you was on some shit. I mean, but I was like, getting my, I was you getting, was getting a whole ass degree. Yeah, like you were getting a whole ass master's. You on some shit, but like I'm on some bullshit. You feel me? Like, and I was honestly, let me stop because I was like, I was doing my thing, but like it's not exactly what I was meant to do. We Let's just surviving. put it that way. We were yeah. surviving. We were, that was like, I feel like we were literally surviving and we weren't thriving. Like we were literally like, like you said, building community, like with the common that like we all like to smoke weed and get high and not like really do because we used to get high and like watch like weird shit on youtube or like play games or like make jokes and just like it was it was fun you know a little bit in the beginning but after a while just like what are we doing like what like what the fuck is this actually like when you think about where we is at in that space it's like what what is the outcome of people who do this shit every day like what at what point do we decide that like this ain't it? Because if you smoking weed every day, getting high, like so four o'clock in the morning, you definitely sleeping in. That means you ain't waking up early. Okay. You know, it's like you you just you just you just doing whatever. It's like there's like no sort of like um no sort of like accountability. Accountability, to it. no sort of like uh I'm thinking about like just don't roll. Like you just you just there. It's like there's no You going through the motions. There's no guidance. It's like what like where where where, where do we think we was gonna end up if we were smoking weed like that every day? Like do like what do like it 
was just like, okay, after a while, this has to stop because it's not going to make sense. It's not going to fit the mold. Period. 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 So, like, how did you how did you actually get started, like, into that? Like, how did you start smoking and, like, drinking and stuff? I I mean, like, I, I have friends who, like, did it. And, like, I was like, okay, I'll try it. And, like, I tried it. With weed, I was like, I tried it once. I remember when I first got high and like I was like a sophomore in high school. I remember I got high and I I want to say we went to this trap house. I'm not going to say who my who which friends I went to this house with because that's their business and when they want to tell the story they'll be able to tell it. Went to this trap house and it's like, I'm like, first of all I'm from Newark. In this trap house, you know um shouldn't be in this fucking place you know getting high like fried at that because I remember my eyes was low I remember getting on a bus going home and like I was paranoid because I had this rainbow scarf that my mother got me from the gap I love this scarf I had like a scarf <laughs> it was a scarf hat gloves like bag set I've had it for a very long time I probably you had keep it a rainbow bro I do my mother was always buying <laughs> rainbow stuff even before a bitch was like you know yeah a lesbian. Rainbow. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Rainbow and gang, yeah. I remember it smelled like weed, and I was like, yo, this shit smells like weed. I went in the house and I threw that shit away because I'm just like, yo, I'm gonna get in trouble if they find out you I'm ain't smoking think to weed. Just wash it, huh? I was paranoid. Just... <laughs> I was pa- my, my mother washed my clothes. I didn't wash my clothes. My mother washed my clothes. My mother was cleaning up my room. My mother was all in my shit. My people Nigga, was in my 15. shit. Nigga, you was You couldn't wash the <laughs> No, I, didn't, I wasn't thinking like that. I was paranoid. I'm like, yo. But niggas ain't washing clothes no time soon. My mother was like, you washing clothes? She knew something was up. I don't wash clothes. I didn't do all that. It would have been suspicious. And I remember being so paranoid, I just threw that shit away. I'm like, I don't got time for this. And I was so mad. I'm like, that was my favorite fucking scarf that I threw away. And I'm just like, dang, look at what we did. Looking back at that, we didn't made me, we didn't made me do some shit that... Some dumbass shit. Some dumbass shit that like didn't even make sense. And I'm just like, okay. But I ain't gonna blame all this shit on weed because I, I made that choice to throw it away when I could have just sprayed it. But I wasn't... I was so paranoid. I'm like, I don't know. My mother gonna know I'm high. I'm like, I'm on a bus. People can see that I'm high. I'm like, what the fuck? Like, I just want to go in the house and, and take a nap because I don't want nobody to know that I'm high. But that was the first time with weed and I was drinking. I forget. I want to say I was at a one of my friend's party. And I think I tried. I don't know what I tried. I don't. I, I want to say it was vodka or something. But I remember I tried drinking. And I really got into drinking. I was drinking heavy in high school. Like, I, I low-key was on the verge of, like, possibly having an addiction, for real, with drinking. Because mm-hmm. I'm like, every weekend we was drinking, but not just drinking like, oh, we, we trying it out. No, I'm drinking like I'm fucked up, like blacked out, like oh, I'm drinking damn. Four Locos. Like, and like, that was the time when Four Locos was Four Locoing. It was Four Locoing. <laughs> I used to black out. I used to black out, come back up, party a little bit, black out again. Like it was, it was really, it was really intense. Like now that yeah. I think about it, but like I was going through some shit, yo. Like I was, I was know how to, to to express what was going on there but like those things made it just seem feasible then I was doing it with my friends I'm just like this whatever like you know I would have times when like I used to drink a lot and I'll start crying and like expressing like how I felt because like I felt like I got into that stuff because I seen people around me doing it mm-hmm. and it was something that was social but like I was never a person who needed like weed or alcohol or um, external things to like have fun 
Yeah. But I feel like once I started adding that to the equation to have fun, I couldn't stop because I feel like everybody else was doing it. And I feel like yep. I would be a square not doing it. And I'm just like, okay, I'm doing it. So that's what it is. It's like, da da da. But it's like, I'm like, I have feelings that this is coming up when I do this. It's like right. stuff is coming out when I do this. It's like what I'm really feeling is, is coming out. And I'm just like, yo, what am I supposed to do with this? And I would just cry and say, oh, this is happening. That's happening. And he was like, oh, she's a. Uh, um, a drunk who cries or something. I forgot what the hell the, the terminology was for it. I'm just like, yeah, I do cry when I get drunk because like it brings out those feelings for me. I, I'm like, I, I can't suppress my shit. It's coming out. And that, that sometimes used to happen after a while. I just used to numb it. Didn't really deal with it. Just used to drink and get fucked up and Sometimes I used to throw up. Sometimes I didn't. You know, it was just it was a lot. And I'm like, I was I was very much so a teenager partying like a rock star. That's so crazy. Yeah, that's so crazy. Like, how how was y'all even accessing shit like this? Um, uh, when you when you live, I and they don't give a fuck in the hood for real. And we gonna, <laughs> if we're gonna keep it a bug, we used to go in there and get to look at ourselves. Like, come on now, niggas wasn't really checking for IDs and like. That that's really sad, and I feel like that that's kind of fucked up because like I know that there's other teenagers who do this shit too. I'm just like that shit wasn't cool when we was doing it. It's not cool now, and I feel like there needs to be more things done to prevent that because like kids do need to be able to deal with their shit, and I feel like they have to cope with like weed and liquor and stuff like that because like I was so young, exposed to that. You know, yeah. I was 15. I didn't know shit about about liquor and and alcoholism. And, you know, so young, but being exposed to, like, a very adult beverage, an adult, like, sort of, like, um, activity, you know? Uh, and uh, it was it was accessible. Yeah. It was accessible. And, it was available. And, like, do you think, like, the people around you, like, the older people around you, you think that's something that they also use to cope? Yeah, we watched them do it. <laughs> That's where we thought, like, you know, I'm like, ah, they drinking, like, you know, we we didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think that I was grown. I didn't think like, oh, I'm grown because I'm drinking. It's like I knew I was a teenager. I knew I was like a kid, but I'm just like, I could, I could handle it. Like, I could hold it down. Like, you know, I'm having fun. Like, I'm doing what teenagers do. Da da da. But it's just like, not all teenagers doing this shit. <laughs> nah. I'm like this ain't normal <laughs> now that I'm looking back at it I'm like that wasn't normal but that's what we was doing and it's like that's how we was dealing with our shit because me and a lot of my friends was going through a lot of stuff especially with our, our family units and like you know as as girls trying to figure out a lot of things about life like that was just what we did and also the, the guys too but it was mostly like I hung around a lot of girls uh-huh. yeah yeah, that's kind of crazy when you think about it, because, like, what I, I didn't grow up necessarily around stuff like that, you know what I mean? Like, you know, my parents would, like, drink, like, a little bit, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, they drink, like, a little bit, but my family was, like, you don't listen to the podcast enough. Like, I live in a, a high-key Christian family. Like, you know what I'm saying? I, like, I've, I've such a beautiful parent. I already know. I already know what it's saying for. I don't play that shit. I would, my parents didn't play that shit either. Um, yeah. Yeah. My parents didn't play that shit either. But, like, the thing is, like, when your parents work a lot and, like, when they spend a lot of time, like, outside the house, there mm. there's a lot of room for influence, outside influences to seep in and to, to, to take over your kids' um, 
minds. Yeah. And yeah. I had I had a lot of outside influences, a lot of like access. Like my mother, my mother worked every day. My dad was working and then on the weekends was doing other stuff. Like, you know, it 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 matters. It's like, especially once I become a teenager, they was like, Well, we they teenagers, they supposed to know better. And it's like, yeah, I know better, but I'm like also I'm a I'm a, I know what I could get away with. I know I could sneak and do this, so I'm gonna sneak and do it, and I'm gonna, you know, have some fun while y'all working. Yeah, if you could find a, if you could find a loophole, you gonna I, find a loophole. Sure did. That's what teenagers do. Is like, especially when you, when it's not, it wasn't no, I wasn't really involved in a lot of stuff. Like I did cheerlead and play basketball, but like it, that stuff to me wasn't really. It wasn't really. I wasn't really. I'm to be honest. I have to be honest. I don't feel like a lot of stuff really excite was exciting to me once I got to high school. But mm. drinking and smoking was exciting because it was like a new adventure. Like especially if we're gonna go smoke, if we're gonna drink and go somewhere, that means we're on the app, we're laughing, we're goofing off, we're going to a party, we about to go turn the party up. Me and my best friend Shay, like we was always turning the party up, like. And that's what made it fun. I'm like, okay, we got to the drink and go here and do this. And it's like, it's a it's a night to remember type shit. Every time we did it, it was like a, it was like a celebration. It was like a new adventure, a new experience. You feel me? So it's like, like it's like celebrating algebra. We, <laughs> <laughs> right? Like, what are we celebrating? What the fuck are y'all celebrating? celebrating life. You feel me? But it was like, like what life? Y'all are twelve. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> celebrating life. Kids want to be grown so fucking so bad. bad. <laughs> Mad like, thirsty, like and it was oh like God, like think again. Stop turn the hills off. Like turn the hills off and go do your homework. Like we wasn't even watching down. that shit. We was just whatever we, the fuck y'all was watching. I don't even know what the fuck was out then, but uh we was just like, but every time we drink, it was a new thing. It was something fun to laugh about, new memories to make, somebody make ass of themselves, somebody fall. Like, you know, it was just like, it was that. It just added that extra layer because we already had fun with each other, but that just added, it just elevated the experience, you know? Yeah. Well, it's giving college, really. That was like my college experience. That shit was just happening to me, right? It's crazy because <laughs> in college, I stopped drinking because it was so much in high school. I'm like, I'm going to go ahead and redeem myself. I'm like, I can't be out here wilding like I used to. And I, I stopped in college. And I would, I, would, I would drink for parties, but on a regular how I was in high uh, school, I'm like, no. Yeah. I couldn't do it. Yeah. And see, that's that's kind of funny that you say it that way, too, because like for me, I didn't have that leeway room in high school. And I didn't I never smoked, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was always like interested because I'm just like, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, niggas is doing this shit. It must be something. <laughs> to it. it must be something to it. It must be interesting. But my ass ain't going to no fucking parties or no shit where they got that shit. So it, it was never accessible. So then when I finally got to college, my freshman year, it's just like, oh, we can get it all. Yeah. Oh, we can get it all. And like, you know, like, of course you do your like your drinking and your partying and stuff like that. That's when I got into the drinking, but I still ain't a drinker. I've never been a drinker. Now I would fall into like the like, you know what I'm saying? Like the peer pressure drinking. So like if I'm babysitting the mm-hmm. cup and niggas see me babysitting that cup, now I'm the target of the whole party. You know what I'm saying? And niggas is making me drink more than I want to. But, like, in reality, mm. like, I'm not getting that drunk. Like, for real, for real. Yeah. Not unless it tastes like juice and we had a frat party. 
different story but yeah. like you know what I'm saying like yeah but you know otherwise if I gotta taste this you know what I'm saying and when you're in college you drink some weird ass shit like when you you're really drinking do. young it's no class there's no class in this shit the cheapest like, the cheapest thing that gets the you cheapest, drunk the fastest most accessible just whatever Mm-hmm. you fucking doing that shit and it's just like bro like so then when it came to weed and I would always be I would be at the parties you know you smell the weed mm-hmm. you smell the weed you'd be like damn like where how do I get in on this circle I don't even know how to approach this mm-hmm. and you know what I'm saying like all of that and then like finally long story short like I had my chance to access like my best friend was like a stoner and like once he got his little connect, so whoop de whoop wop, it was it was on. You know what I'm saying? It was on. And I remember the first time I smoked, like I used to keep my door unlocked in college. Um, he came in my room, it was like three o'clock in the morning. He woke me up on my bed. He was like, Let's go smoke. Cause he knew I wanted to smoke. We just yeah. ain't never had no eat. He's like, Let's go smoke. And I'm just like, All right, God, it's time. So I get out of my bed, you know what I'm saying? We outside, it's probably like fucking 20 20 degrees outside we sitting in the smoking booth on campus and shit like you know what i'm saying and i'm high as shit like Mm -hmm. crazy crazy high like and i'm just like yep yep and then before i knew it it was on like this shit was an everyday yeah uh, fair like because that feeling yeah yeah, it was just like, you know what I'm saying? I'd be at the frat houses, you know what I'm saying? It got to a part where when we was going to the parties and stuff, you, y'all know where to find Marissa. Mm-hmm. Marissa is in the smoker's room. Like, you know, the smoker. <laughs> like, I am in the smoker's room. They do too much out there anyway, because you know how the vibe is in the smoker's yeah. room. We chilling. It's a vibe. It's like, it's low key. <laughs> Everybody mind their business. You pass the blunt. And then, then you might get a little goofy with your little jokes or whatever, depending on yeah. like, the vibe. But other than that, you're chilling. You smoking. You classy. You feel me? Yeah. Yeah. And like, you know what I'm saying? And, and it starts spawning. You tell yourself, like, no, nah, I got I got a handle on this. Like, I can stop whenever I want to. Like, it's cool. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's cool. I just enjoy this. Like, yeah. I'm just doing it because I like it. But in reality, I'm doing it to escape my problems because college is hard as fuck. And I'm losing my identity because I feel dumb. Yeah. So what do you do with that? You numb yourself. Yeah. And you become a stoner. And you become a stoner. And that that, that became my new identity Mm -hmm. for for years. Like, I'm a stoner. You know what I'm saying? For me, it was, I'm a pothead. I'm like, I'm a pothead. I'm okay with that. I'm like, I love my weed. And like, everybody knew I love weed. Everybody knew I was, everybody knew I smoked weed. And I'm like, ew, I didn't like that. I feel like at some point it like, it was, it was cool to be a pie head, but like to be low key with it. But the fact that everybody knew, I'm like, ew, I kind of don't like that. Everybody knew that I I did that. Like, yo, and I was known for it. I'm like, I ain't going to be known for being a pie head. Yo. Cause when I left St. Louis, that was, that was it. Yeah. Like, you know what I'm saying? That was it. Like, even when I would be at work and stuff, like, niggas knew I would still be, like... Like, I, w- I wasn't the type of that would, like, smoke before I went to work, unless I closed. Different story. But, like, I wouldn't be the type to smoke before I go to work. But, like, at the same time, though, I would still... We finished smoking at 4 o'clock in the morning. So I'm still high. If we were smoking from 11 to 4 o'clock in the morning, I'm still high. 
And like niggas knew that. So like even then, like I would be at work and I'm on autopilot. Like I was good at my job. Mm-hmm. So you know what I'm saying? So I could do my job in a way where niggas like never really had to say nothing to me about it. It's not like I'm coming late or like, you know what I'm saying, stealing nothing or nothing like that. You know what I'm saying? It's just like I might be moving a little slow mm-hmm. and I might I might take a couple of little pauses or whatever, you know, but I'm on top of my shit. So, like, yeah. niggas never said nothing, but, like, it was very much, like, no, like, yeah, that nigga smoke weed. Yeah. And that nigga smoke a lot of weed. That nigga be high all the time. And it's just, like, I don't like that for an identity. Like, I don't want that to be my identity. And I guess that goes back to, like, the relationship that you have with it, right? Yeah. Like, how many people smoke or drink or do whatever the fuck they vice is but it's not their identity mm. because they doing it for like leisure the intention is different the intention the intention behind what you do is very important i've learned that when like i talk to weed before i smoke it <laughs> like look i'm gonna smoke this because i'm a little i have cramps or i'm gonna smoke because i need to get some creative expression or whatever whatever the intention is I think that it's important that we look at like what's the intention behind it for me for a very long time smoking weed I was using it to suppress my feelings and not deal with the now with the present I wanted to like be in another world I wanted Mm. to check out it was a really good gateway for me to check out and not fully be there with what's happening right in front of me right right I, I agree with that because mine was very much similar. Like when we when we really really get honest with like I could tell myself a bunch of reasons. I could be like, oh, I'm doing it to be creative, or oh, I'm doing it to mm-hmm. go to sleep, or oh, I'm doing it because I got a headache. But like in reality, I just do it because I like to be numb. I wanted to be high. I'm like, I want to be high. I like the feeling of be high, being high, and therefore I'm gonna smoke some weed and have that feeling. And then when it's going, I'm gonna roll me another joint. And I'm going to do it all over and again. And I'm going to do it all over again. Until I go to sleep. Or until I decide that I'm going to, you know, whatever the plan was for the day. And I'm just like, but it was the, the intention was to always to keep that feeling going. I remember being in Cyphers smoking weed back to back, blunts, joints, um, bongs, like just back to back, just like nonstop. And I'm just like, wow, just high as hell. Like just just high as hell like yeah. with, with no with no intention of doing shit really just in yeah. bed maybe watching netflix and chilling and just like and this wasn't just a one off thing it was happening so often we was doing the shit every day like that's literally what life was for us yeah. like life for us was literally getting high and making crazy ass food and watching tv and playing games and shit that's literally what we did yeah you know what i'm saying and it was fun but it also wasn't getting me anywhere it wasn't progressing my life forward like you know what i'm saying like you literally are stuck in the same place you know Mm -hmm. what i'm saying because when that was my priority my priority in life was smoking yeah because that's what i was giving my time to my money to money my attention to mm-hmm. and my energy to mm-hmm. so what do you get out of that everything that you put your time money effort and energy into is what you get in return so if i'm giving all of that to smoking all you get is a high and that's it yeah that fade that fades away that you have to keep buying into and eventually is like a tolerance gets so so high you gotta buy more weed or you gotta buy different strands you gotta start doing this and it's just like 
it just it just gives you deeper and deeper into a hole. Then it's like you got all this shit that you're not dealing with that you have to eventually come to terms that you're not dealing with. You have to eventually face it. Like, because I was running away from all this stuff I didn't want to deal with, but I'm just like, I, I still got to face it. It's like, mm-hmm. I, I'm running and running and running and running, but it's like, it's not I going still nowhere. have to face it because it's still going to be there. It's still lingering over my shoulders because it's something that has to be done. And I have to deal with it. And I think that when I did start to sober up, shit started to look very different. Mm, I'm very glad- different. I'm glad you said that because that actually leads to my next question, which is like, how did you come to terms with the fact that you had an addiction and why is that even important? Mm. Okay. So I'll get a little, well, well, transparent here. Um, I learned I had an addiction during the pandemic because that's when like it started to increase. Like I may have doubled how much I was smoking during the pandemic because mm. that's just how stressed out I was plus I was mm. with a person who like I just didn't want to be with and I felt like when we smoked it just made made it a little bit like it made the relationship easier to, to, to stay there and be in it I'm like we smoke together we have high we get high it's a little bond we bond and smoking I'm like I feel like whatever feelings I felt about this person that made me want to leave the weed just kind of like make it go away made it go away dissipated <laughs> yeah so well i still hate you when i get sober yeah and it's just like but we smoking it's all good but when we i'm good. sober it's like i don't like you but when we smoking i'm like you the best person in the world i love you let's go get some food let's go like do all these fun things but when i'm sober it, it was it was really with like living in two fucking worlds Bruh. and i was and i was choosing to live in a high world because i once i was being delusional and i didn't really want to deal with what was there and it Ooh. wasn't until probably July 2020. I, I also struggled with some mental health issues. Like, uh, I, I waver in with depression, um, anxiety, for sure. And around the time, I, just was, I wasn't feeling good. I was just, like, really anxious all the time. And the relationship was going really south. It was, it was just, like, not it was not a good time. And I'm just like, uh, I'm like, I was, I was examining my relationship with weed, but not really. Mm. I used to mention it to my, uh, I was going to, I started going to therapy in July, 2020. And I was mentioning to my therapist. I'm just like, eventually I want to talk about my relationship with weed, but right now that's not why I'm here. Mm. I'm like, I want to get to talk about that, but I'm like, right now that's not what's present, but it's going to come up. And when it came up in therapy, I was just like, yeah, I'm like, I don't know how to stop smoking weed. I'm like, I'm like, I have to smoke weed to, you know, get through the day. Like it, it helps me, you know, figure things out and shit like that. And we never really talked about this, the, how to overcome it. I just decided to go cold turkey mm-hmm. with it. And I started to smoke less or like smoke. I started to smoke once a day. And eventually, like, right after I broke up with my ex is when I stopped smoking the less. Like, I literally went cold turkey fully. Mm. And I just stopped smoking. And I told myself that, like, when I turned 20, because it's right around my 28th birthday. I said when I turned 28 is the rebirth. I claimed it as my rebirth year. So I'm like, when I when you rebirth, you kind of get to start over. I'm like, I get to start over and do this shit over. I get to kind of... Mm-hmm reimagine how life won't go so i'm like i'm gonna stop smoking weed i'm gonna sober up and i'm like i'm like damn if i'm gonna sober up what the fuck i'm gonna do so i started incorporating some yoga into my life i started changing like my habits and like my daily 
routine right. to kind of help with that. Um, and it, it helped, but uh, I didn't realize that, like, I didn't realize how much weed took over my life. Mm-hmm. I didn't realize how much of my life I had lost by, like, being high all the time. Hours I've lost. Time I've lost. Memories I could have been creating that I that fell to the wayside because, like, I either was too high or I was high and I fell asleep or I couldn't do something or I didn't want to leave the house because I didn't have weed. <laughs> and I needed, I needed something to ease my anxiety. And I'm just like, the moment I stopped doing it was when I learned how big of an impact it had in my life, how much of an addiction that it was. And and I had to start really looking at like, yo, this shit really took over my life. Like mm-hmm. it was, we was smoking me. I it was, even, yeah. I was just, you know, it was smoking me so much that I was just like, God damn, like, why am I just now deciding to have routine? Why am I just now putting in, incorporating yoga and, and meditation and reading? I'm like, why haven't I chose this before? Because when I stopped smoking it, I felt lighter. Mm-hmm. I could think clearly. It wasn't a lot of brain fog. I was able to journal. I was able to be present. I was able to have like better conversations with people because I was actually listening. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy the difference that that makes. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? It's crazy that the difference that that makes. And like now that now that you mention it, it was just like I I forgot that I stopped smoking twice. Mm-hmm. And the first time that I started smoking wasn't necessarily by my own will. You know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? I stopped mo- I stopped smoking when I moved here because one like I don't know anybody here. So access, first and foremost, like mm-hmm. it's the access. And two, like I was living with my parents, so they ain't going for that shit. So like I I just couldn't smoke, right? Mm-hmm. But like when I got access again, I started smoking again. Yeah. Cause like in my mind, I don't have a problem. Mm-hmm. I I do not have a problem. And again, like I've already done laid out like you know what I'm saying? How I was smoking. I would wake up, smoke. Like, if I'm off, then why the fuck am I sober in my mind? Like, that. that's literally how the brain process works for me. It's just like, if I'm off work, why am I sober? Mm-hmm. That's literally, that was the logic. That That was literally the logic. Like, if I don't have to function, then why am I functioning? I remember that what? mindset. What the fuck? It's like, if I'm not working or doing something important, why can I be high right now? I might as well be high. It ain't shit else. It ain't shit else to do. And it's just like, hold on, what kind of logic is that? So, like, yeah, I stopped, I stopped smoking in. But like I said, once I got the the um, the um access back, you know what I'm saying? Like, I started smoking again. And, like, my mom was, like, super, super disappointed when she mm-hmm. found out that I was smoking again. Mm-hmm. And, like, I couldn't even understand why, because I'm just like, the fuck? I don't have a problem. Like, I'm good. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's it's just weed. It's just a little weed. Like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Like, I, I'm thinking my mama is, like, the square. Like, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, with the, like, it's just a little weed. Like, little weed ain't never hurt nobody. I can't die off this. You acting like it's crack. Right. Like, you know <laughs> like, like, it's just a little ganja. Like damn, like it's natural. Like chill the fuck tween, out. Tween, tween. 
Hey, you act like I'm like I'm like I'm on that hard shit. Like I'm on cocaine or something. I ain't on that. You right, it's a saying? plant. It's like actually, it's a plant. It's a plant based. <laughs> exactly, but like you know, what I'm saying she was very much disappointed, and like I remember this, and it stuck. It stuck with me, and I've said this on a podcast before, but like you know, she told me she was just like, "You not that same person anymore." Mm-hmm. Like she was like, "What happened to the you that would go after whatever the fuck it was that you wanted? Mm. Like what happened to you?" Mm. And that shit burned. Like, you know what I'm saying? When somebody say some shit that burns you into your soul because you know they right. Mm-hmm. But you don't want to admit they right. Mm. And I still didn't even understand what the fuck she meant. I knew it hurt. But I didn't understand what she meant because I wasn't ready to come to terms with the fact that I had a problem. Mm. That's so telling. That's so telling. Why you say that? I like even when like I mentioned like when I started to sober up, I mentioned I forgot to mention a key part as to like why I sobered up. Like I was in transition. I knew that I was going to have to like make a sudden move, which was me moving back to Jersey. Mm. And I knew that I could not come back home on that hot shit that I was on. Mm. I just like it just and my my mother probably wouldn't have said that to me because <laughs> you know I smoke <laughs> weed. My, yeah. But my grandmother says things like that to me. She's like, you need to stop smoking weed and surrender. You need to surrender and stop smoking. She's like, you're relying on that stuff to relax you. She's like, you don't need that to relax. She's like, you don't need that stuff. She's like, you need to surrender to God. And she was she said that to me literally this past summer. After I turned 29, because she was she was here for the summertime, and mm. she was like, you need to stop smoking weed and surrender to God. I'm just like, girl, it's just weed. It's like, it's good. Like, I'm good. Like, I'm Gucci. But she was right. I was using weed to relax because I needed to help me go to sleep. I needed to, like, calm me down after, like, a long day. And I'm just like, when you hear stuff like that, it's like you, and you know part of it is true, but you don't really want to deal with it because it's like weed yeah. is such a fun, a fun thing. To, smoking weed is such a fun thing to do, and like in the way we, in the way we see it, but like it does have some, like some, some deeper impacts because it, it does make you more anxious. It does, it could clog your mind and, and make you cloudy and make you feel stagnant and, and stuck, like you just in the same pace it's just like a pattern and you just like it's like watching it's like it's like watching a um a video replay the same thing day after mm-hmm. day after day after day and like nothing really changes yep yep it's just the same old story yeah it's the same old story every day and and you know what it, I'm glad that you say that because like you the thing that made me stop was purpose mm-hmm. yeah it was seeking purpose mm-hmm. and and like it it wasn't until like I ended my like I ended my relationship I started going to therapy and all of that stuff and I really committed myself to working on myself mm-hmm. and I still hadn't came to terms with me smoking it I'm still smoking but I just started to notice things right as I started to pull my life together yeah like you know what I mean so like one it would be like okay when I'm going to therapy like 
I'm smoking on the way to my parents' house before I get to therapy. <laughs> so by the time I get to therapy, I'm fried. And she's asking me shit and asking me to, <laughs> she's asking me to dig deep and I'm barely got surface level. So it's just like, oh, I'm wasting my money first and foremost. Because you're like, paying for therapy. I used to go to therapy high too. And I'm just like, I'm like, I hope she don't know that I'm high. And I'm just like, I'm not doing myself no favors because it's like, I will, I wouldn't tell her that I was high uh-huh. or she never asked. I'm just like, you, you, it's like you, you here to get help and you over here smoking weed. Like, yeah, I'm in that bitch. Like, uh, like, hold on. Wait, say that again. Uh-huh. Like, Paranoid. exactly. Like, I'm just like, wait, what you saying? Like, hold on, act that again. And then I'll be thinking about it the whole time. I'm not thinking about it. I'm just fried as hell. You just fried. Wasted her hour. Like, you know well, she, they, get, they get paid regardless. I'm wasting my own damn time. I'm playing yeah. with my own damn life because it's like, I'm not willing to do the one thing that's keeping, that's blocking me from really tapping into like what the fuck it is I want to do and where the fuck I want to be, you know? Exactly. Exactly. And that's when I had to tell myself like, all right, I got to stop this shit. So it started small because it'll be like, like I'll tell myself like, okay, I don't work a type of job where I can be high. So that shit got to stop. So I don't, I'm not high when I'm at work. That's just a no-no. Like yeah. that, that's the no-no times, right? Mm-hmm. So then it goes to like, okay, well, when I go to therapy, I don't want to be high. Mm-hmm. All right, cool. So then you get to looking around, like stuff starts to get better. Like I'm in therapy, so I'm learning how to deal with those emotions because I'm using weed for the same reasons. Like yeah. it's helping me go to sleep. It's helping me calm down. It's helping me do this. It's helping me do that. But these are things that we should be able to do on our own. Allegedly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like you know what I'm saying but well I should say okay this is me speaking for my personal life like before I started going to there I used to think there was something legitimately wrong with me like I thought I might have had some like psychological shit whatever now here you I go do, with your self-diagnosing my, yeah but my therapist ain't never told me shit so we gonna you know what I'm saying and like now that I've learned how to deal with my emotions it's just like when I think about shit like that I'm using weed to go to sleep but in reality like when I'm in that purpose again, my day's full. Mm-hmm. So when it's time to go to bed, a bitch ain't got a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like, also I've dealt with my shit emotionally. So I say what the fuck I need to say. Mm-hmm. I mean what I say. I'm not people pleasing. I ain't got other people's problems on my heart no more. Mm-hmm. Like trying to solve other people's problems. Like all that shit that keeps you up at night. Yeah, I let that shit go. You know what I'm saying. So I go to bed at night. You know what I'm saying. You know you work out. You do shit like that. The shit that's gonna naturally tire your body out, so you can go to bed. Like you know, coping what I'm skills, like legit, legitimate, healthy coping skills. And I think that that's what needs to be more of a conversation. Like, what are healthy coping skills? Because for a long time, I didn't know what the fuck that was. I'm like, healthy coping skills? I'm like, weed is my coping skill. Weed is like my emotional support thing. Like, I have my emotional support blunt right here with me. Like, and it's gonna help me go to sleep. It's gonna help me go to this event. It's gonna help me get through dinner. It's like, it was was that. And I'm just like, I was was so, I was codependent on weed. Yeah. I had a, a toxic relationship with weed and it was like and that the, the only person who was benefiting from it was my weed man because he was getting exactly. rich off my ass. He was I was a guaranteed motherfucking exactly. customer. Like niggas was getting my my money, like you feel me? And I'm just like, 
wow like even now I just stopped smoking again and I stopped smoking for like five days I did smoke yesterday but um with the intention to just like you know catch up I smoked with today I, didn't even <laughs> I was at a party right to catch up with a friend it wasn't like oh I gotta smoke I gotta be high, high. like it's just we we I was it's casually, different intention now yeah, yeah I was casually smoking I had a great time actually um shout out to my friend John Carl like we always have a great time great conversation when I go to the Bronx and I'm just like I could do that because I'm like, even today, I'm just like, I didn't crave weed. I didn't feel like I had to smoke today. I didn't feel like I had to be high today. And I'm just like, since I've stopped smoking, I can remember my dreams. Okay. I wake up feeling lighter. Before I used to wake up feeling like froggy. I couldn't really get out of bed. Mm-hmm. On top of that, like, I was also, I was also about to fall into a wave of depression. I feel like if I was, that if I kept smoking, part. if I would have kept smoking at the rate that I was going, I would have, I would def the wave would have definitely took me out. Weed makes me depressed if I want to keep it a full buck. Like when I use it full swing and I'm really in a constant state of being high, I'm depressed. But yeah. like you have to think about it, you're suppressing your emotions. Your emotions aren't meant to be suppressed. You They're meant to be dealt out. with. Yeah, you gotta let that shit out. You gotta deal with it. You gotta find some. You have to find a healthy outlet to deal with those emotions and I feel like now I have so many outlets I have my friends have you obviously my best friend I could come and talk to I journal I fucking write poetry I do yoga I dance like I laugh like I'm living life like I feel like I get to live life again I feel like I have a a a a, 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 a I could be in my purpose you know yeah yeah and purpose isn't just like you know what I'm saying like one thing like purpose ain't just like one job or like one thing like purpose is just like what the fuck like purpose is just like it's your job it's yourself it's Mm -hmm. your you know what I'm saying like your gifts like sometimes like purpose is like helping people or Mm -hmm. having a certain job or like having a certain talent or being a mother or being a father like all of that is a piece of purpose like being a good friend like that's all purpose and it's just like filling your day with things that are fulfilling to your soul that's purpose and like you know what I'm saying for me it was realizing that my relationship was with weed was actually blocking me from all of the things that I love that bring me genuine fulfillment because mm. I'm choosing to fill my time with this versus filling my times with the things that actually make me fulfilled. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like a workout. If I, if I, I have a choice at the end of it every day, I can, I can either get off work and go work out Mm-hmm. which is something that gives me an endorphin release and like you know what I'm saying like energy and makes me feel good it also helps my body you know what I'm saying um and all of those things you know what I'm saying it makes me feel good about myself it gives me confidence because I kept a promise to myself or I could go home I could get off work smoke a blunt go eat food because now I don't feel like cooking. So go order out, you know what I'm saying? Eat something that's not good for me. Watch TV, you know what I'm saying? Maybe fall asleep because it was a little stronger than I expected it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, You know what I'm saying? Wake up and it's just like, well, fuck, I got to go to bed because it's time for me. You know what I'm saying? I got to go to work tomorrow. Yeah. It's just like choosing. It's just like, what are you going to fill your day with? Mm. Are you going to 
fill your day with like things that give you that those same things back or are you going to fill it with something that pulls from you Mm. Mm. I like that I like that another thing I didn't mention is how like me smoking weed kept me away from like my connection with divine with God like I boy I, I couldn't I'm like I just I couldn't I like I felt can't like even pray ashamed. right. I feel like he was ashamed of me and like I was giving like crackhead and I'm just like I can't even talk to God because I'm just like God is like what the fuck is you doing? Yeah, what the fuck is you down here doing? I did not send you here to be down here doing this, but I felt like having that experience is so necessary because it helps me understand people in like other addictions. Mm-hmm. And I'm like okay. But it yeah. definitely, like, now that I, I don't smoke as excessively uh-huh. and I have a grip on life, I feel like my connection, my relationship with God is is definitely deepened. Yeah. So I guess what we're saying is kind of, like, in a sense, like, you know what I'm saying? When you accept the relationship that you have with it, you then have a choice of what you choose to prioritize yeah because you weren't aware of what you were prioritizing before you were just kind of like in that in that cycle but when you finally like come to terms with it like okay i have a relationship with this thing because like i said it could be anything but i have a relationship with this thing that might not necessarily be healthy and it's keeping me from things that actually make me feel better you know what i'm saying i I think sometimes like I, we don't even realize that other things could make us feel better than this the other it's things just a work. quick way yeah and convenient because it's, it's like a, yeah because we don't have to really do much you just roll it up you, you smoke it and it's there versus like oh let me actually go and work out because everything else takes effort well we you just get your blanks in the couch that's it everything that's else it. requires some type of effort you get in a pen to paper you putting gym clothes on to go to the gym. You gotta move your body. It requires some sort of effort. Weed it doesn't is is it could be effortlessly like you know just. I mean, is it effortless? Is it effortless? Yeah. It's kind of funny. It's just a choice though, because it's just like man, is it effortless? Because because all think of all the shit that you actually have to do to smoke. You gotta contact the weed man. You gotta make that link, girl. You gotta get a, a apparatus to actually use the shit. But once you once you put it all together, it's nothing. By the time you do all that, you could have then took your ass to the gym because you don't gotta call the gym and be like, "Can I come in today?" No, you can go to the <laughs> fucking gym. You don't gotta ask your journal. Can I journal you today? You don't gotta ask. You don't gotta ask God. Can I talk to you today? You can literally talk to God. There's so many things that's just accessible and that's there and ready for us to like you know deal with whatever we're going through. But it's like. When you, I mean, I'm gonna be honest with me. I'm like, I have a lot of people in my in my family who um have addictions, and addiction is not to just like weak, hard ass drugs. You feel me? I didn't watch people mm. be addicted to drugs, alcoholism. I didn't lost some people in my family to those things, and I, I um I know for me that like a big part of like why. I stopped and why I recognize like why I could not continue on with weed is because I've seen what it's done to people. Mm-hmm. I've seen it destroy people. I've seen people lose themselves. I've seen people like be like the most beautiful high end 
vibrational beings and being sucked into like this addiction and cycle of like uh like damn and I'm like I I don't want to do that I'm like that's not me I'm like I I refuse to be in that cycle I refuse to allow any drug or anything to take over me like that period and some people can actually smoke all the time and be fine yeah but it, it's knowing what your particular relationship I know with my that limits, thing is. And I, yeah. I recognize my relationship with it. And I'm like, I know that I have to be cognizant of like when I smoke and like how I smoke and what my intention is with it. Because with me, I, I can, I get addicted. Just, mm-hmm. I, it's a lot of things that like, if I do it too much, I'll be get addicted because if it feels good, I like it. I want it. I need it. Point I can't breathe. Period. I can't live without it. Like, where is it? Like, I need you in my life. Like, that's that's just how deep and intense it is. And it's like, recognizing that and knowing that, I know that I have to draw limits. And I know that, like, weed is something that I'm like, okay, you can smoke today, but, like, don't be buying weed and you smoking every day. Like, I, I, I noticed that that's just not something that works for me. And like you said, when you recognize that relationship and you see what it, it does, you get to make a choice. Mm-hmm. And I made the choice. Mhm. Mhm. And how important so once you make that choice, right? Mhm. How important is um it to like change the environment, do you think? Oh, like baby. how do you think about Oof. environment? Oof. <laughs> how do you think that environment around you changes or like a, like transforms after you come to that acceptance? environment is key so like when I first moved back to Jersey I was I was sober so when I got here for a little bit for a while I wasn't smoking then like I don't I don't even know what triggered me to smoke again but I started smoking again and I just couldn't stop yeah but um it was the environment I'm in weed is legal here everybody around me smoke I don't pay for weed like I was having once and joints faces like I was it was always there it was everywhere I went like there was weed and I'm just like, oh, I ain't going to say no, it's free weed. Like, you know, like, I want to smoke, like, da, da, da. like, it's cool. But um, environment matters. Even now, like, my little brother smokes and I could smell it. And sometimes I'm just like, dang, I, I want to smoke. But I'm just like, I, I'm like, I have to say no, I can't. Like, I, I have, I'm cutting myself off. Yeah. But it's important that, like, when you are going to stop doing that, that you may, you, you're going to have to stop being around people who smoke and so you can trust yourself to be in that environment and not do it. Like I, right now I have enough willpower that like I could be around people and not so go like, nah, I'm good. Like I'm, I'm Gucci. Like I'll go in another room or I'll do something else or I'll remove myself from it. But you got to be strong as hell. You got to know that like, look, my, my, um, what I'm doing right now is stronger than like my desire to want to smoke this blunt. My desire, my, my 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 earning, like my because it's because it because it's weed. Like if you used to smoke smoking weed, is like you won't you gonna naturally want to do it because mm-hmm. you because you do it and it's like it's not like it's crack. It's like I, I smoke weed. It is what it is. Like I hit a I hit a pull, take a pull, whatever. But it's like once you take that pull and then you you miss it, and you you get high, and then you want to keep smoking. It's it for me. Once I do it again, it's like that rabbit hole unless, like, I have an intention behind it. It's like, if I yeah. aimlessly go and smoke just to be chilling and stuff like that, I'm going to go home and smoke some more. Versus, like, oh, I'm going to smoke and I'm about to create and, like, you know, do whatever. 
that may be different, but I'm like, you really got to just be mindful and like, keep in mind, mm-hmm. like why you stop smoking and like what, what, what's there. And like, when you smoke, what comes up because it, it could be, it could be hard to break, but every time I do, I always go cold Turkey. Yeah. I don't recommend that at all, but, <laughs> but I know that like the type of support I have in my life in the type of time that I'm on that I can go cold Turkey and I'm okay with that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. that's the part where I feel like fortunate because, like, even though I do have this like addictive personality, I've been fortunate enough to not be addicted to something that I can't stop. Yeah, because some people aren't that lucky, and no. some people, you know, what I'm saying, will legitimately need help. You know, ending their addictions. You know what I'm saying, and. That that's a whole different rabbit hole that I'm not really qualified to. Well, you know what I'm saying. I ain't. I don't have no shoe in that shoe in that game. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. I don't understand what it's like, and that's why you know, I can only speak on my experience when it comes to stuff like that. Like I'm Thanks. lucky because, like you know what I'm saying. This is something where I get to stop and like like you like when it comes to like buying it and stuff like that like you know like I'll do it like when I go to a party yeah or like when I'm going out or like if it's a holiday or something like that or you know what I'm saying yeah like that that's really typically it because I know I'm the type of person where it's just like if I buy one then I need to buy two Mm -hmm. if I buy two then I need to buy four if I buy four I need to buy eight you know what I'm saying and that's just how it works and then it doesn't stop yeah it doesn't stop till I'm in a state of depression Mm -hmm. and can't really understand and now I gotta cry to God again because I need to get myself up out of hole and it's just Mm -hmm. like you know you can't just you can't just you can't you can't keep doing the same thing over and over again and expect something different and like now that I've gotten to a place like now that I have coping mechanisms and stuff like that the they are more effective yeah and longer lasting and substantial absolutely Mm -hmm. because it's just it, it it's it's not it don't hit the same Mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying if you realize that like you know something that can give you an equal high yeah that's healthy like you know what I'm saying I can get that from a workout I can get that from writing I can get that from fucking doing the podcast like you know what I'm saying I'll do good episodes and like have like gen- genuine adrenaline and like endorphins going through mm-hmm. me like when it's done and it's just like that's more substantial and I know that when I go down this rabbit hole I do less of this Mm -hmm. and that's not worth it to me yeah and even with the 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 healthy like coping skills they have long-term benefits that help you like you know Mm mm-hmm and it's like that's what it's about like it's to help you keep growing and be better and like keep achieving those goals and keep reaching for like the stars and like keep dreaming bigger because it's like at the end of the day it's like the goal is to live life yep. not have like life live you and you just like, there. Mm-hmm. it's like the goal is to live life and I'm like when I was smoking weed I was watching life pass by but now I get to live life I get to have control over what I do over what I do in the morning, my morning routine, my night routine. And it's like, when I was smoking, the weed was like, you about to go to bed. Mm -hmm. I'm about to put you in a coma. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And it's like, I want to... Fuck what you thought you were doing today. It's like, no, I have control over my life and and what I do. I take my power back. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, absolutely. Because what, when you wake and baking at what, eight, nine o'clock in the morning and you smoke that blunt and it says you about to go take a nap. It's like, I got work, actually. <laughs> it would be my fucking off day. And it would be gone. Just yeah. like that. Just, just like that. that you know how much time weed has snatched away from me just because I'm like, you know what? I'm going to start the day off by being high as hell because it's like, I'm high as hell. I'm a kitchen cooking. And now I'm not just cooking. I'm cooking, cooking. I'm making an elaborate-ass breakfast. And now... Before I make that, I have to smoke again. So that's another 20 minutes. Then I'm going to eat. I got to find something to watch. I'm watching TV for about an hour. I got this fat-ass meal I just had. So now I'm tired as hell. Uh-huh, uh-huh. And I'm taking a nap. Taking a nap. You wake oh, up from your nap. heavy-ass food heavy that ass you just food ate. On your stomach. You take a nap. Hour, hour and a half. You wake up. Well, now I'm hungry Feeling again. like shit. Feeling like shit, though, because you just woke up. All that food in your fucking stomach. Now you hungry and you want to get high again. And My I got to smoke. I got to smoke again. So I'm smoking again. I'm like, am I going to cook? Am I going to order some food? I don't know what I want to eat. I got the munchies. I'm snacking. I'm just like, that shit was horrible because I was overeating eating bullshit putting so Mm -hmm. much into my body like allowing so much to like come in not just with food but like tv all these just different things to just enter because like they was just i was just open and available to whatever because like i wasn't in control Ooh, ooh. see that's when we talk about vibrations but we ain't mm -mm. we gonna save that for another we gonna save that for another time yeah yeah, cause that that's that's a whole nother like gateway that gets open. But you know what? Um, the last thing that I kind of want to talk about before we wrap this up is mm-hmm. just like, okay, so we talk about those changing environments, like mm-hmm. how you have to kind of like change what's around you or learn how to like mentally overcome your environment if you can't change it Mm -hmm. because like sometimes you can't change your environment sometimes your environment is what it is but you have to change your the way you see your environment change your mindset exactly and like find your like willpower and your reason for not doing so Mm -hmm. but like i mean if you can change your environment it's probably for the best facts probably for the best but like how do you then like navigate relationships when you decide to break a habit Mm. you so funny because it's like (laughs) (laughs) you so fucking funny because we just talk about this shit Mm. um i feel like when you navigate relationships you start being really honest about where you're at and what you're doing i feel like i I don't feel like you have to lose friends because you stop doing this stuff you just have to let your friends no, like, look, you know, I'm not doing that right now. That's not the type of time I'm on. And being honest about it, and like, your friends who fuck with you, they're going to be cool. Like, because if you have friends who fuck with you, they're going to find other ways to connect with you. They're going to find other True. ways to kick it with you. And it's like, um, sometimes you do lose friends because sometimes you realize that's all we had in common. All we had in common was smoking and drinking and getting fucked up. And like, I don't do that no more. So I got to let you go, homie. I'm dealing with my shit. Head on. And it's not always easy because those be like the bonds that you think are the deepest and the hardest because like you've been smoking and drinking and doing all these things for so long. And then once you start unpulling back the layers of like what's really there, you see that it's nothing. Mm-hmm. You see that it's and, nothing. And do you think, because do you think that that makes people like 
not want to quit because like now even with this like I, I see the relationship aspect of it too mm-hmm. like you know what I'm saying when it comes to like quitting habits and quitting people uh-huh. and like you know what I'm saying like relationships and all of that like it, to what extent does like fear of like damn like all of it if I stop this shit all of this shit gotta change yeah, because I already know that the only reason that me and you are together, or the only reason that we are in this situation, or the only reason that me and you are friends, is because we have this link. Mm-hmm. Whether it be like we addicted to love, or we don't want to be alone, or we have these like habits, we drink together, we smoke together. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Like it's convenient to fuck you. Um, mm. like you know what I'm saying? Just like any 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 of those things, and it's just like if I say that I want more or if I say that I want to change or if I say that I want to do better or I don't want to do this habit anymore, then I know for a fact that we no longer have anything in common and my entire world will change. And to what extent do you think that stops people from fully coming to terms with their shit? I think that stops a lot of people because a lot of people have formed so many relationships and bonds through their addictions. And they realize like once they start to realize that this is an addiction, they have to pull away. They pull away from these people and you addicted to these people or these things or these bonds and it's it's hard. It's it's hard to break up with your addiction. Mm-hmm. It's very hard to break up with your addiction because it's what you've known for so long. It's kept you stable. Even if you unstable, it was like stable in some way because it was consistent, it was reliable. It was there, you know where to get it, you know where you could find it, mm-hmm. you know it's available. And it's like you really start to look at like, wow, like shit is about to change. And it's it's you gotta be ready for that change. Sometimes people are forced into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's usually the scariest part when you're forced to do it, because then that you gotta deal with the the stuff that you that you, that's happened you've been while you was in it, that you've been you been wasn't ready, that you wasn't ready for. Yeah. And I, I think I'm I'm grateful. I think I'm grateful. Scratch that. I'm very grateful because I've been able to have the choice yep. to do it because yep. I, I noticed that like if I if I didn't start making the choice to do it do it the right way if I would have had somebody in my family tell me like oh we taking the rehab or something like that I would have been so resistant it would have probably made me even do it more it probably yeah. made me want to even go harder just because I'm just like I think I'm like I need to go to rehab I need to go to rehab then I would have been toying with that but I think that there's so much power in being able to like take control over your addiction and like break up with it but it's not fucking easy it's mm-hmm. not easy even now like even though like I've I've stopped smoking to like a full halt um I miss it because right. it's something I'm used to doing, especially at night. But now I'm learning that, like, the stuff when I was smoking, I could replace that with other things. I can go to bed early. <laughs> I can uh-huh. go to bed on time. Yeah. I can be reading. I can wake up early and actually fucking do yoga now. And it's just like, I'm reclaiming back my space, time, and energy. And I'm just like, I just love that I'm able to do that. And I'm like, I'm no longer giving those things the power to, like, take over my life. Like, it's just not... Yeah. It's just not it. And it's just like when you start looking at the relationship and like how it's impacted things around you 
and you start doing like some inner work and you really start analyzing your environment and like what's going on and you start you got to really check in yeah but a lot of people don't they be so far deep in addiction that they're so used to it that it's not even addiction is their way of life is a norm is their life is like i ain't addicted to nothing it's my life i drink you know that's regular like i ain't addicted that's regular life like it doesn't feel abnormal but we know it's an addiction, but it doesn't feel abnormal for those folks. And, you know, everybody has their their time. Everybody has their season and their reason for, like, when they have to, like, confront that. Some people would take fucking years. Some people would take a traumatic event. Like, you know, everybody has their different things that take them to wanting to deal with that. But, like, it's not easy. But I think the most important thing is to know that to, to have support, supportive people around you that's going to help you through it. Because without that, without that, it's going to be hard to get out of it. And it's going to be hard to stay out of it. Yeah. Yeah, I absolutely agree. I absolutely agree. Because like, you know what I'm saying? Like the what you surround yourself with and what you feed yourself is always going to be important. And, like, if you're not aware of, you know what I'm saying, like, what you're giving yourself, you know what I'm saying, you can lose control of it real easy. Because there are not a lot of things, like, especially, like, when you believe in God, like, there are a lot of things that are out of your control. But the things that are in your control, you probably want to get a good handle on that shit. Yeah. You you probably really do. Like, you know what I'm saying? You probably want to really get a good handle on yourself. And it helps you find peace. At the same time, too, because there's peace in knowing what you can't control and having control of what you can. Because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. it's, it's like, oh, that shit's not mine. But see this right here? Yeah, I can control that. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, on that note, <laughs> I want to thank you for coming through. I enjoyed this conversation. Me too. I'm I'm glad we got a chance to talk about it. I feel like there's so many more layers that we could get into, but like Absolutely. I think that I'm I'm grateful for you to like use your platform to start talking about this stuff because it it really does impact so many different people and uh we got to start having these uncomfortable conversations. Absolutely. Absolutely, because you know what I'm saying? Like, more people are dealing with things than, you know what I'm saying, they are willing to admit. Now, you could take a look around to see it, but you know what I'm saying? Who who is ready to admit it? And, like, my, my role that I want to play here is just, like, we ain't got to be scared to admit these things. Like, it's all right. We're not alone. Yeah. Nobody's not alone. And I think, like, you know what I'm saying, when it comes to, like, people that came before us it was just like hide it hide it hide it hide it hide it like you know what i'm saying hide it let's not talk about it like hush hush this hush hush this like you know what i'm saying oh uncle such and such is an alcoholic we ain't gonna say that yeah he just liked to have him a drink every now and again and he liked to emotionally abuse people and go off on them but that's just how he is though. Mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying or whatever or whatever it is that we do like like even think about this shit like i thought about this shit the other day and this is the last thing i'm gonna say like or tangent i promise <laughs> but like you know what i'm saying when you think about stuff like that like when i say like my relationship with like sex like i'm if i'm not in a relationship i genuinely am celibate i'm beyond shit Cause I'm mm-hmm. a, I'm like a sapiosexual. I don't really. You can be cute all day, but I need something. So like you know what I'm saying. But but like when I finally like connect with somebody, I'm on it, and I want it. And at one time I used to feel like kind of like entitled to it. Like you'd be like, I want it. Like 
if we ain't doing shit, then why are we not doing it? You know what I'm saying? Like, if we ain't doing shit, why are we not doing it? And yeah. like, you know what I'm saying? But everybody ain't always in the mood for that. And I would be like the type of nigga that would have like an attitude. Mm-hmm. I ain't gonna go cheat on you, but I might be a little annoyed because it's just like, what the fuck? You know what I'm saying? Like, to get all this fucking weighing. But at the same time, it's just like, I ain't on shit. Like, so like now I'm at a place in life where I'm like evaluating my relationships with things. And it's mm-hmm. just like, bitch, you ain't on shit though. Like, you really was, like, not on shit, and you had, like, so much free time, so, like, of course. But, like, in reality, like, that's not a healthy relationship with sex. Like, you know what I'm saying? Especially, like, if you feel like you need it and are entitled to it. Mm, Entitled to it. That's that's a good one. (laughs) (laughs) We can talk about that. Let's save that for another episode. (laughs) (laughs) But, like, even being real, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's just like, I'm the same thing with like weed it's just like if I got a life and I'm busy like do are you even gonna wanna yeah. are you even gonna have the energy for shit like that like you know what I'm saying is that even a realistic expectation mm-hmm. of yourself and also somebody else mm-hmm. and it's just like those are the things that like shit like that makes you think about and like kind of put put more shit into perspective because like how many times do you hear that shit from people like yeah i gotta have sex every day yeah day. I'm just fuck like... you talking about like hold on wait nigga what even with kids and jobs and all of this shit like nigga huh you don't even be having it sometimes you don't even be having the energy to fuck but that's that's child listen I'm just saying, I'm just saying, it's just like, we really got to realize, like, what are we using to make ourselves good? And if if you feel like you need that shit, and if you can't be okay without some shit, you might need to do a little more reflecting about your relationship. You might have some deeper fucking issues. Mm -hmm. Filling that void, but you know, Mm -hmm. you know. (laughs) We want to talk about that. That's 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 giving part two. <laughs> that's giving. That's giving part two. Okay. Mm-hmm. But on that note, we gonna go ahead and wrap this up and get out of here. Um, we done kept each other up all night, and we gotta go to work in the manana. So, um, not manana. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but um, Kay, thank you so much for coming through. Do you want to let the people know where to find you on social media? Actually, I do not at this time. Okay, Um, boundaries. (laughs) I'm actually, I'm like, I'm not really on social media as heavy as I want to be. And I'm like, it's it's no point. But um, you can, you're going to tag me anyway. So people could find not me that way. Not if you don't want me to. I respect your boundaries. Uh, you fuck. could you could tag me. My like my Instagram is k a underscore underscore c h e n a. That's my Instagram. That's more mostly where you could find me at. But other than that, that's about it. Thanks for having me. This was fun as always. I always enjoy talking to you and sharing my opinions. So thank you for allowing me to do that on your platform. Not a problem, not a problem, not a problem. And I thank you for coming through and having this conversation and being open and transparent. Y'all, if y'all like this, 
Make sure y'all like, comment, share, and subscribe. Put other people onto the podcast. Let them know what we're doing. If it's something that you want to hear us talk about, a suggestion for a series that you want me to start, definitely leave a comment and let me know. Or find me on social media and DM me. If you're looking for us, you can find Thinker vs. Speaker at Thinker vs. Speaker on Instagram and Facebook. Thinker vs. Speaker official on TikTok. And if you're looking for me personally, you can find me at MarissaY17 on Instagram, Snapchat, TikTok, Twitter when I feel like it, but I never feel like it. And also Marissa Yarbrough on Facebook. <laughs> That's a lot to fucking say. Right. God damn. Follow her <laughs> everywhere. Follow me everywhere. But on that note, y'all, I'm finna go to bed. I gotta go to work in the morning. And I had a long ass weekend. But happy new year to y'all. I hope it was safe. I hope y'all had y'all a good time. And you know, y'all was able to get something from this. But uh, Yeah, we're going to see y'all next week. Bye. Later, (laughs) y'all.